Welcome to Parenting Decoded, a podcast for practical approaches to parenting. I'm Mary Eschen. Bullying. What a gulp of a topic, right? It's hard enough on those of us who might have been bullied or been exposed to others who were bullied when we were kids. But when it's your own child, it's like being pierced in the heart. It can make a normal parent turn into a tiger parent in a flash. It's confusing. It's heartbreaking. Who knows what to do? What's the right thing as a parent to do? Good question. I'm not a therapist, but I have been doing some research that will hopefully help point you in the right direction for good resources if you think your child is being bullied. First off, there are some great resources online. I've reviewed quite a few and put hot links in the podcast blog notes so that you can find them easily. Stopbullying.org and kidshealth.org stand out as well as the UK's pacer.org. What's the definition of bullying? One confusing issue is that when we suspect our child of being bullied, how do we know it's bullying and not just normal teasing? When we were kids, I'm sure all of you went through hurt feelings like I did when I wasn't invited to a party or friends did something without me in secret. Someone might have stolen your sandwich or called you a bad name on the playground. Maybe you got pushed out of a seat on the bus. I'm sure there's a list of other things that happened to you that I can't even begin to guess. Most of us somehow managed to get through, but in today's culture, bullying seems like everything else to have been raised up a notch. There's more, and there's new types of online bullying to include in the mix. Ugh, ugh. In 2014, it's so bad that the Centers for Disease Control and the Department of Education released the first federal definition of bullying. They had to define it in order to make it more real for some reason. It has three core elements that they defined. The first is that it's unwanted aggressive behavior. The second, observed or perceived power imbalance between the perpetrator and the victim. And then repetition or high likelihood of repetition of bullying behaviors. This definition helps determine whether an incident is bullying or another type of aggressive behavior, which could be something like peer conflict, or if it's both. I want to give you a more, some more concrete examples of bullying so that you know it's a wide set of possibilities as you think about the issues your own children might face. Here's the types, three types of bullying. There's ver verbal bullying, which is saying or writing mean things. It might include teasing, name-calling, inappropriate sexual comments, taunting, or threatening to cause harm. The next is social bullying, sometimes referred to as relational bullying. It involves hurting someone's reputation or relationships, and it could include things like leaving someone out on purpose, telling other children not to be friends with someone, spreading rumors about someone, embarrassing someone in public. The last form is physical bullying, which involves hurting a person's body or possessions. It might include hitting or kicking and pinching, spitting, tripping somebody, pushing them, breaking someone's things, you know, could break someone's phone or tear their backpack or something like that, or it could be making rude or mean hand gestures. For kids, bullying can occur during or after school hours. While most reported bullying happens in the school building, it also happens in places like the playground, traveling to or from school or in your neighborhood, 
or in today's culture, unfortunately, 24-7 on the internet. Let's talk about that specifically. Cyberbullying. It's bullying that takes place over digital devices. I'm sure you can guess. It can include sharing personal or private information about someone else that causes embarrassment or humiliation. Some cyberbullying crosses the line into unlawful or criminal behavior, especially in cases involving sexting and porn. Cyberbullying is unique in that there's a couple of concerns that are more broad than playground kind of um, bullying. One is that it can be persistent. Digital devices offer the ability to immediately and continuously communicate 24 hours a day so that it can be difficult for children experiencing cyberbullying to find relief. One of my friend's children who was bullied online got over 300 mean posts in one single day. That's not to say all the other days of that same week, but it was overwhelming. It was relentless and caused the family to shut down all their child's social media, which the child willingly did. It was so awful. The other thing is, is that things that happen online are permanent. Most information communicated electronically is permanent and public, if not reported and removed. Our kids don't seem to understand that. A negative online reputation, including for those who are the bulliers, can impact college admissions, employment, and other aspects of life. The last thing is about cyberbullying is it's hard to notice because teachers and parents may not overhear or see any cyberbullying taking place. It's harder to recognize. It's really tough. Why do kids bully in the first place? Well, sometimes they pick on kids because they they need a victim, someone who seems emotionally or physically weaker or just acts or appears different in some way. They feel they want to be more important, more popular, or in control, so they bully. Other kids torment others because that's the way they've been treated. They may think their behavior is normal because they come from families or settings where everyone regularly gets angry and shouts and calls each other names. I know when my kids play online games, there's a lot of trash talking. I call it trash talking. And it's in fun, but I'm guessing some kids don't find it so amusing. It might not be bullying, but it could get there. How do you know if your child's being bullied? One, it's tough unless your kid actually tells you, that's for sure. Some of my friends said they just didn't see the signs since they didn't think bullying could happen to their kid. Things were going along just fine. Hopefully that won't be you. But here are some signs to look for. Your kid could be acting differently or seeming anxious. They could not eating, not sleeping well, not doing things they usually enjoy. They could seem moodier or more easily upset than usual. Or they could avoid certain situations like going to school or taking the bus to school. One of my other friends whose son has been bullied, he hasn't been going to school clear sign that there's something majorly wrong, which turned out to be bullying. What can you as a family do? It's really important to take bullying seriously and not just brush it off as something that kids have to tough out. The effects can be serious and affects a kid's sense of safety and self-worth. In severe cases, bullying has contributed to tragedies such as suicides and school shootings. 
the families I interviewed for this podcast admitted it would have made a huge difference if they took the small warning signs more seriously instead of brushing them off. If your child tells you about being bullied, listen calmly and offer comfort and support. Kids are often reluctant to tell adults about bullying because they feel embarrassed and ashamed that it's happening, or they worry that their parents will be disappointed, upset, angry, or reactive. One family I'm working with, a child won't give the names of the perpetrators since he is so scared of retaliation. Sometimes kids feel it's their own fault, that if they looked or acted differently, it wouldn't be happening to them. Others are worried that their parents won't believe them or do anything about it. Or kids worry that their parents will urge them to fight back and they're scared to even think about doing that. So what should you do? First, make sure to let your kid know on a regular basis that they can come to you with anything, that you promise to listen. This is often tough to set up, but it is essential for you to have a trusting relationship so that your kid can come to you with hard stuff like this. When your child does come to you, praise them for doing the right thing by talking to you about it. Remind your child that they're not alone. A lot of people get bullied at some point. Explain that it's the bully who's behaving badly, not them. Have them document the bullying behavior on paper in their own words. Oftentimes, written testimony like this is crucial if things escalate further at a later date. Reassure them that you will figure out what to do about it together. In surveys, most kids and teens say that bullying happens at school. Let someone at school, a principal, a school nurse, or counselor, or teacher, know about the situation. Often they can watch and take steps to prevent further problems. It doesn't always help, but it's worth a try. Sometimes schools will deny that their bullying is happening, but it's worth a try. KidsHealth.org offers a great list of ideas to go over with your child to prepare them for dealing with a bully and to give power back to them so that they aren't so overwhelmed with the situation. I'd encourage you to go over this list of ideas with your child and brainstorm what ones would work for them. Maybe role play how they would use one or more of the approaches. The first one, tell an adult. Teachers, principals, parents, lunchroom personnel at school, all can help stop bullying. The next, avoid the bully and use a buddy system. Use a different bathroom if the bully is nearby and you don't go to your locker if nobody else is around. Make sure you have someone with you so that you're not alone with the bully. Buddy up with a friend on the bus, in the hallways or at recess, wherever the buddy is. Offer to do the same for a friend. Next, hold the anger. Tell your child it's natural to get upset by the bully, but that's what bullies thrive on. It makes them feel more powerful. Practice not reacting by crying or looking upset or red in the face. It takes a lot of practice, but it's a useful skill for keeping off a bully's radar. Sometimes kids find it useful to practice cool-down strategies, such as counting to 10, writing down their angry words, taking deep breaths, or walking away. Sometimes the best thing to do is to teach kids to keep their face calm until they are clear of any danger, meaning smiling or laughing may provoke the bully. Next, act brave, walk away, and ignore the bully. 
firmly and clearly tell the bully to stop, then walk away. Practice ways with your child to ignore the hurtful remarks, like acting uninterested or texting someone on your cell phone. By ignoring the bully, you're showing that you don't care. Eventually, the bully will probably get bored with trying to bother you. Lastly, talk about it. Tell your child to talk to someone they trust, such as a guidance counselor, a teacher, a sibling, or a friend, if it's not you. They may offer some helpful suggestions. Even if they can't fix the situation, it may help them feel less alone. Stopbullying.gov has a helpful list of do's and don'ts for adults who are in a school or other team kind of environment like sports or something like that where the bully or bullies are known and available for questioning. I'm going to provide a link in the podcast notes if you're an adult in that situation because it requires some special interviewing techniques and things like that. Lastly, I do want some special notes about cyberbullying and some steps in order to deal with cyberbullying issues. First off, you want to have your child document the incident. A particular incident might be a one-off, but having screenshots of the mean remarks or doctored photos or whatever it is can be crucial to proving a pattern of cyberbullying that could be useful later. Next, cyberbullying is a quote-unquote intent-to-harm focus, And they are going to wind up wanting to know if the perpetrator intentionally meant to cause harm or if it was an innocent mistake. So what do I mean by that? If your child's friend takes a funny photo of your child and they post it on social media because they both think it's funny at the time, but then it gets reposted and some other people start making mean comments about it, it's certainly a problem. It wasn't intentional. However, if the friend, when approached, is willing to take the photo down and prevent further harm, it could be chalked up as a mistake. But if the friend posted it, made mean comments about your child, then forwarded it around on purpose, and it continued to get forwarded around, that's cyberbullying. It's nasty, and it's way too easy for a teen or tween with poor control over their emotions to make good choices over what they post. Bottom line, dealing with Bullying can hurt a child's confidence and self-worth. To help rebuild it, be there for your kids. Encourage your kids to spend time with friends who have a positive influence. Participation in clubs, sports, and other enjoyable activities. Build strength and friendships. Get the mental health resources if they need extra support. When my boys were in high school, there was a girl who'd been drunk at a party. Her photos and story were passed along via texting. She was shattered. She felt hopeless and alone. She wound up committed to suicide. Bullying and cyberbullying affects mental health. You need to make sure your child's story is one of hope and resilience. Provide a listening ear about tough situations, but encourage your kids to also tell you about the good parts of their day and listen attentively so that Open communication becomes a habit for everyone. Make sure they know you believe in them and that you'll do what you can to address any bullying together. The one thing I always tell parents that will make their parenting job easier is to keep communication open. If your child has a trusting relationship with you, then bullying should never get out of control. If you need help building your relationship or access to mental health referrals, please contact me 
at mary at parentingdecoded.com. I have lots of podcasts as well as YouTube videos that can help, and I can connect you with professional help if you need it. If you'd like a transcript of this podcast, it's on my website blog, which is linked in the show notes. That's all for now. If you have a few seconds, leave me a podcast review. It would be really awesome. Have a blessed rest of your day.